0: I ain't
1: worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN All thanks to Maccas, the McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Maccas This week, our guest is Australian cricket legend, Bradley. Lee I ain't What's up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another All Talk with Hello Sport Coming to you on the SEN airwaves Shout out to them uh, for a little summer series, and to kick things off, we have got one of the great Australian fast bowlers. He was a bloody staple of the household a few years ago, back when I was a boy. Now he's just a, an esteemed commentator, Fox cricket commentator, uh, and we're all looking forward to a big summer of cricket on Fox cricket. Say Fox cricket again, Tom. Uh, the one and only Brett Lee. Joins us on the show today, so sit back, relax, maybe loosen the strides a little, and enjoy this one. Oscar Piastri's favourite cricketer, eh? Yeah. How about how, that? How funny! Did that catch you off guard? Did you like? Because we were even talking about it before. We we're like, how old is that kid? Like, it, he's, he's like twenty or something. early
2: twenty. I think twenty-one. Grew up in Melbourne. Okay, and I went and hung out with him over in Japan recently.
1: Ah, oh, cool. okay. So you've you've had a relationship already? Yeah.
2: So I went down and. Um, he took me through all of his the cars and the pits and everything and down a pit lane in Japan. Oh wow! At the F1, and he embarrassingly said, "He goes, I used to have a figurine of you on my desk at home growing up." Uh, I said, "Yeah, now I actually feel old. Yeah, yeah, I yeah feel yeah. really old now." Because well, we were there. trying
0: to work out if he was wearing your uh, that jersey is like a vintage sort of old school. <laughs> yeah, well, jersey. he got in
2: contact with me and said after the, obviously the World Cup win, he wanted to, like a vintage um, ODI shirt. Like a World Cup shirt yeah. And I literally Had to scramble for one Because I had it. This was on a Tuesday I believe it was And I had to get One cent to Brisbane To a friend that was Going over To get on a flight To Dubai Package up my shirt Firstly find a World Cup shirt Which are uh, Scarce as hen's teeth But are they, is that like Something you've got Laying around somewhere Have you got no. to find
1: it Or like no? So I don't have anything on.
2: At home Up on my wall Or anything It's all oh, no, It's all in boxes away. Eventually I'll get something Get a room A pool room Yeah pool room Exactly how much for those jousting sticks, as they say? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so got it to the contact who was flying over to Dubai on Wednesday night, and he wore it Thursday, so it reached him in time. Luckily, crazy.
1: Okay, so you knew it was well, at least you knew he was getting it because mm. that pumped. I was, everyone was like, it was, it was just obviously cool as well. Like, I yeah. imagine. Had your relationship like? How'd you intro him? Like, were you over in Japan too? Like, for any purposes to catch up with him already? Oh, or I actually it? went
2: over through one of my sponsors, uh, the YOLO group under sportsbet.io, the cryptocurrency group. All mm. right. Mm. And so we were hosting a couple of VIPs out of Japan. Mm. So, my working week, and I know you're going to start smiling here, was to, I've never been in the F1, go to the F1, get fully catered for in one of the, the suites, which is unbelievable. They do it the best in the world. Yeah. You know, I've really? been on plenty of cricket tours, but the F1 circuit is just off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to literally um, hang out with these VIP Japanese people. So there's an interpreter. So you tell a joke and then three minutes later they laugh.
0: <laughs> so don't really get the... Yeah, you it's know, not the same reaction no. that you want. <laughs>
2: but it was great. And then we just, we watched the F1 and he, uh, yeah, he came third on that particular race. But yeah, he's, he's a legend, mate. He's a mm. gun. Down to earth. He's telling me also too that he hasn't got a driver's license in Australia. He goes off his UK driver's license. So he went straight onto the Australian road. But
1: isn't that wild? Doesn't even have a. Do you ever, um, do you ever like catch yourself, even now with everything like that your career's been and all the things that the opportunities you've had, where you're still like, you know, what is this life? Like where mm. you get to go and do these sort of really amazing things.
2: It's weird because, you know, I'm very close to my parents, my two brothers, Shannon Grant. And we're just a normal family. You mm. know, I grew up in a very loving, I had a great childhood, very, very loving childhood mm. down the south coast, a little place called Mount Warrigal, which not many people people have heard of Wollongong, so I always say Wollongong. But just a normal upbringing and my parents always taught me to respect people. So when I was out playing for Australia, it, you're almost like an actor. I actually felt like I was acting. Mm. Mm. You know, I'm out there obviously trying my heart out and trying my best and trying to to win matches for our country, and it's just, you walk up the field, then it's back to normal life. So, you know, you do, it, it does get overwhelming sometimes, especially over in India, but here in Australia, it's pretty, you know, you get, you go into a pub and people will recognise you, and you get used to that. Yeah. That's, I've had it since I was probably about 19, especially to my older brother, first playing for Australia. Yeah. Mm. So he sort of path the way for me and I just wanted to emulate what he did.
1: You are listening to All Talk with Tom Nettie from the Hello Sport Podcast and we are talking to Fox Cricket's own Brett Lee. Now, bing up. Did the, did the behaviour of Australian fans become like uh, almost get thrown into context the first time you realize what Indian fans were. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, so Australian fame, you're like, oh, wow, maybe this is overwhelming in moments or like, you know, and then you go to India and you're like, oh, actually, it's nothing.
2: It's it's crazy in India. Like, that's why. So Australia's very tame. Um, you, you know, you'll, you'll find on a few occasions where people don't really understand how to Go up to you and say g'day. You know, in, in Australia, they might wave or they might get a selfie. You know, yeah. the, the autograph's almost dead now. You know, people don't yeah. ask for autographs. It's always <laughs> not many going. A around. selfie. And they ask for a selfie, but get someone else to take it. Yep. So, isn't that. It's not actually not, a selfie no, anymore. It's not is it? a selfie. No, it's just a photo. And, you know, you get sledged sometimes or they'll, they'll have a bit of a crack and just muck around. And I always go back and have a bit of a crack and, you know, it's all tongue in cheek. Mm. Over in India, though, it's, it's fanatical. You know, you get to your hotel for you, and there's five thousand people waiting when you're on tour. Um, you know, five thousand
1: is just a. Uh, I know they're a big country, but like just to have five thousand people waiting for you is insane. Well, imagine
2: the studio here; there'd be, you know, if this was India, there'd be people outside waiting, and that's. Yeah, but you never feel threatened. It's always it's out of love and passion, and they just they just love sport.
0: Mm. Do you need security guards over there? Or is it sort I'm of? I'm trying
2: to say this in the nicest way without saying like a like a wanker. Um, yeah, you do, you yeah. do. And I, I've used a guy, a South African English fella. It's more so just to have a, an exit strategy and a plan. Yep. Because it's it's overwhelming. You know, we've I've done appearances over there where windows have been smashed and people just pushing, just trying to have a Jeez. bit of a
1: look.
2: So just <laughs> weight of just just just, just Yeah, people. but not not so feeling like, you know, your your life's in danger or anything. It's yeah. just you know, and shopping during the Indian Premier League, which was cool. You know, we had like twenty uh policemen with us when I was playing in Kolkata Night Riders and you go to the shops in Kolkata and you know, the mall's massive. You know, it's mm. huge. And then they get wind of an Indian player or one of us are over there and you know, they just, they're just it, you know, it's it's like I love fishing. Yeah. It's like um, you know, the kingfish with a bait ball. Yeah, like a bust up. They just a massive bust up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> then you feel like the little little minnows or the you know, the little yeah. bait getting chomped around.
0: How how would someone like Sachentang Dulka get around? He wouldn't be able to leave the house. He doesn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, he I remember
2: was it must have been two thousand and six, I think it was, we're over there touring and obviously playing test cricket against him, and he invited me out to his restaurant for dinner. So he shut down the whole restaurant, and just him and I and his wife had had wow. dinner that night, which was amazing. Mm. So there was probably 30 chefs in there, and they're all waiting hand and foot on the great man, because he's, he's like, you know, they always say, Sachin Tanduk and then God, <laughs> and that's the <that's laughs> level. Uh, but we had, had dinner that night, and we're playing a test in, say, two days' time, I think it was, Got to about midnight, and he goes, uh, are you keen for go-karting? I'm like, yeah, thinking tomorrow. Yeah. He goes, okay, so he calls his guy at the go-kart track, and he goes, yep, let's go now. I'm like, what, now? It's open. He says, yeah, we'll get it open. He so can just... He, he can, just, can just make a call. There would be... There's an
1: element to that like extreme level of
2: like fame, money, success where like you can just... But he's such a humble guy. Yes, and I'm sure. people that meet him just understand how how lovely he is, mm. you know, a legend on the field, but a legend off the field, oh, I always, the way I look at it.
0: He probably has to, he's probably had to get used to doing things at like two in the morning, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> yeah. he does. Well, that, that <laughs> night we went go-karting, and you know,
2: almost, I teabate him and almost wrecked his career, which wouldn't have been good. But then <laughs> oh. he goes, uh, I'll, I'll pick you up for a drive in my car at five o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll have a bit of a sleep in and get some food and have a stretch in the pool. He goes... No, like in, in two, three hours, two or three hours. I'm like, 5 like, a.m. I can't drive it during the day. So it's just be out here 5 a.m. sharp outside your your foyer. I'm like, okay. Five o'clock, red Ferrari pulls up, and within 30 seconds there's 100 people around it. Really? Because I hear him coming, and they know he lives in that area. I won't say where he is, but I know exactly where. I've been to his place. It's
1: is, this, is it a palace?
2: Yeah, it's it's just... Beautiful, yeah, beautiful mm. spot. Yeah, and we went for a drive for half an hour and came back and Fanged it around. That was it because no one on the streets. Are, well, there still are people on the streets, but not as many. Not
1: as many. That is interesting. You like, I didn't even thought about that either. If you're that famous, especially in somewhere like India, you do just yeah.
2: And you know, you think that when they play cricket over there, there there are 1.5 billion fans in India, but all across the world, there are two at least two billion people watching. If you're watching the World Cup, there'll be two billion fans that all love. Sachin Tandorka. So, you know, you think about what's Australia, 25 million. We've got it pretty easy here. We do. And
1: based on those numbers alone, should not have been successful at the World Cup recently, but we were because we're just that sort of nation, right?
0: Just get the job done. Well, we punch above our weight, Brett. Mm, We do. Which is like... In every aspect. In every aspect. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. How much... Like, try and give an insight, if you can, into how... Devastated they would have been when we... India? Yeah, got the Chalkies.
2: Shattered. Yeah. you know And you hear former Indian players saying that the best side didn't win, and we'll chat about this during the week, mm. you know. Um, but the best side did win. So wh- whoever <laughs> raises the World Cup is the best yeah, team side. on that particular day. Mm. You know, you can win 10 games in a row. It means nothing if you lose the lose the final. I think India were caught off guard with the brilliant captaincy of Pat Cummins. Leadership skills, are, I've been super impressed. It's great a fast bowler is mm. a captain of our national side. Yeah, do you, you love that? You it, that, that? Sweet, I love it. You it? know, there's all this <laughs> saying about fast bowlers aren't intelligent. Yeah. That's just all rubbish. Yeah. You know? yeah. We were saying,
1: we were having a chat with Merv before, and uh, just around that fast bowler captaincy thing, and he was speaking about how sometimes with bowlers you kind of need to be, at least in his sort of – how he was, but like a little bit more emotional yep. in the way that you're going at a bowler and trying to be aggressive. Then also, like I think the um, it, which which would potentially cloud your ability to know other when to put yourself on or take yourself off, or like yeah. feeling like oh fuck, just one more over and I'll be able to spot on. So yeah do you well, think that that that's obviously the general concern, right, with Pat? But it seems like it hasn't.
2: Well, well, that is it's it's spot on because the the conundrum that you've got is that you have to be an aggressive fast bowler because you have to attack. There's times where you play a bit of a holding role or a holding pattern. But then as captain, you have to take the emotion out of it. So you're playing, you know, you're wearing two different hats. Mm. And it's hard enough as a fast bowler to try and look after what you're doing and what you're thinking about. Okay, the first over, I'm trying to achieve this. try trying to set the batsman up. I might try and get him to walk across, try and nick him off. But then you're thinking, right, second, third, fourth over. You've always got something like... These different plans, well, at least I did anyway. Mm. In the back of my head, mm. of how I can set the batsman, how I can make those early inroads to getting the wickets. But then you got he has to worry about what Mitchell Starks bowling from which end, how is he feeling, how's his rhythm, what Josh Josh Hazlewood's doing. You know, Zampa, where's he bowling? Uh, what's happening with our batting lineup? How's India looking? There's 130,000 people. It's it's overwhelming, mm. and when it's hot in India. It's really hard to focus and concentrate, and they've yep. proven that when you're dehydrated, you can't you can't think, you can't you can't switch on. Mm. So it's hard enough being a bowler in a team, certainly in a test match, but then to captain ten other guys and try and worry about their emotions and their feelings and the strategies and the different plans, it's it's tough. So look, hats off to him. He's he's a, he's a gun. He's a legend of a bloke. Yeah. yeah. Well, the boys all seem
0: to love him. That's what mm. we, what we hear consistently. They all, like, just want to go to battle for him. But if you think about how long the year's been, like, they're in India at the start of the year in, like, February. And then to still maintain the rage this late in the year, get the World Cup's unbelievable. At the same time, England's sitting there going well, you know, like we wouldn't, we would have gone better in the World Cup if we were well, in the this year. It's like, but we were in it too, <laughs> and we were away. Like,
1: They were rubbish, unfortunately. They were, they were, which again was lovely to see. It's Tom and Eddie here from the Hello Sport podcast. This is an all talk, and we're all talking to the one and only Brett Lee. Now, being a, back on like Pat being a captain, Back in the day when, say, Ricky was captain or even earlier with, you know, Steve Waugh and Tubby and everyone, like, I guess one of the things that Pat has is, like, other, like, people say, like, oh, he's got good players around him that he can lean on, like, Smith or a Warner mm. or something, people who have either captain before or maybe they're just tactically more aware. Back in the day was, was the captain more likely to be, like, I'm just the man here or was it would they always have lent on other players around him for tactical advice or feedback?
2: Oh, look, I think if you, if you ever look at back, uh, in, in my opinion, the best captains, and I played under uh, Mark Taylor in Sheffield, like at first-class level. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was too young before he retired from his Aussie side. You know, you listen to a lot of players and they reckon tactically and a man management side of things, he was the best. Mark, and I can vouch for that, you know, mm-hmm. playing. And, you know, imagine him trying to control and look after Shane Warne. You know, and yes. what Tubby did was pretty much said to Warner, You do what you have to to get ready. Mm. Whatever that
0: is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as long as you're ready to bowl. Yeah. Whereas other captains would say, Oh, you know, you're not doing that or your diet's not right, you're not doing this, you haven't done that. He was like, No, I'm gonna let him be his own man, and embrace yeah. that, and that's why they'll so tight. Uh for me it was Ricky Ponning, you know, and what Ricky Ponning did, he he had that mindset, he had that belief in um his players. Mm. And it's, 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 it was hard it, it, Different eras have changed But right back to Alan Border Was when he changed the captaincy role And it was his team Yeah, You know it wasn't Cricket Australia's team It was Alan Border's team In conjunction with Cricket Australia Or the ACB back then
1: When you'd see like players You know there was, there's usually always someone Who's anointed as like the next in line To the captaincy mm. Do you see elements within the team When it's like they're maybe trying to – like players trying to uh, almost fulfil that role or like, you know, I guess the balance of trying to be like a – I might be the next person in line, but they have still got, say, a Ricky Ponting ahead you of me. You can't like, undermine
2: someone. You can't undermine no. – that, that, that has happened. I'm sure. It, I'm has, sure. it has happened. <laughs>
1: does that sort of unsettle the team generally? Yeah, or? look,
2: it does. But I think going back to your previous question, you know, with Pat Cummins, he has got the experienced campaigners around. But you've also got to give credit to – Steve Smith and David Warner, who rightly in their, in their own way are great leaders. You know, mm. they are great leaders of, of the cricket team. They have got good cricket brains and they just enhance what Pat Cummins is doing because there's times where, and I'm sure it happens, where mentally Pat needs 10, 15 minutes off. And I'm sure it happens where we'll say to Smudgy, Smudge, can you just can you give us 20 minutes rest? Mm. Just so I don't have to think. Interesting. Yeah, right. Um, but what you don't want are players trying to get up to that leadership role for whatever reason, you know, because if you look at what does a captain get, what does a captain have, one, it's the prestigious notoriety of being a captain. You know, it's probably the most important job in the country. You know, we yeah. say the PM, PM that's the yeah. Australian yeah, captaincy yeah. Is, is right up there. And that'd be spot on, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've got, obviously, when you look at the commercials, you get a higher rate, you get a better dollar value. You get Your a captaincy allowance. You get the suite. Yeah, well, everyone gets a everyone gets a, their own room now, which is oh, which is sweet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> different spelling. Huh. Uh, but you get a captaincy allowance as well, which you're meant to look after the boys at the bar after a win, whatever. Doesn't always happen.
1: But so what? But that allowance would just be like outside of what you're saying there, where it's like let's shout the boys. What what is a captaincy allowance getting you? It's just a very
2: saying. good question because I've played under captains that haven't. Probably uh, use the captaincy allowance the right no, way. I mean. yeah, which ones? <laughs> which ones? <laughs> so uh, it's been a... blink b- How's this weather really go going? You know? yeah. <laughs> um, every, every captain's different. Everyone's got their own... I'm not going to give you a name. <laughs> no. Um, no, but like the other thing too is that the, the pressure. I think the captaincy allowance can also be looked from a commercial point of view is that the stress that brings... To the team about You know They're always the one In the front of the press Always have to be Doing the interviews The podcasts The radios The You know Their Day finishes And they've got Two or three hours Of Mm. of media to do Mm. So I'm I'm happy With that extra Commercial You can take it Yeah
1: even Pat After the World Cup He was I don't know If we were talking About this last week But like The next morning While you're seeing All these photos of head And everyone ripping and Mm. tearing He was like bleary eyed Walking into a room With the trophy Like going to do All this media And I was like Wow that'd be yeah, yeah and a a it's probably
2: character. the only time as well where I think the press will then realise that if someone turns up and they're not as sharp as they... You know, Pat Cummins is a very... He's a sharp character. Mm. He's very slick. He's very genuine. Mm. And that's the way... He, he's a country lad. You know, back at Penrith, he's been brought up in the in the right manner. Um, but he's also let it be human. Yes. You know, and you, and you have to celebrate your wins. I mean, that might be their last World Cup win ever. So you've got to embrace it. You've got to enjoy mm. it. And I'm not saying go out there and... Write yourself off But if you want to have
0: A couple of quiet beers Well then good luck to it you In know? the right spirit In the right yeah. spirit That's of course. right course Did you Did you just see that Did you see fast bowling As your way of making the side And so you You honed in on it Or did you always have Like natural speed That you could
2: I think fa- fast bowling Came more naturally Than any other Yeah Part of the, the game You know We tried Tried spin growing up And as I said I was rubbish at it But we did little athletics So we, we all did sprinting So you were quick Yeah I was Decent pace Um, Never going to be At that elite level Did javelin at school Did a long jump Did all those things At little A's Which was a lot of fun And that's why I always say that To make a good fast bowler You have to be A good sprinter So the stuff I've worked with um, With kids coming through From you know 16 onwards That want to be A fast bowler They've got to be A good sprinter And unfortunately If you're not a good sprinter You're not really Going to be a guy That can bowl 160 ks. You either have it Or you don't Mm. What sort of, like, how quick are you running in? Like, are you... Good pace. Like, 80%? Yeah, at least 85. I remember in the 2003 World Cup, I was steaming in. Like, I was flying in. But what I was doing, I was teaching myself about running, and I I, I learned by mistake, actually. I used to train down at Balmoral. And so pre-season, I'd do... Yeah, up and down the, the beach there. And I would... Run a lap of the beach, and if I could do that in the soft sand with shoes on, because one, I was worried about stepping on something, two, (laughs) you have to make your feet and your glutes and all your legs and the muscles and the joints your legs stabilize yourself so it's harder on the body. Mm. If I could do one lap, I knew I was decent in terms of fitness. If I could do two laps, I knew I was ready. So I'd do that pre season, then I'd get on the grass on the flat level and run, work on my sprint train, but then I worked on running downhill. And what I found accidentally when I just – I think I was chasing a ball and I almost fell over. I was running that quick. So I trained my brain and my body to overspin, you know, running quicker than what you could ever run on a flat surface. Yep. So then when I went out to the field, my 85% felt like I was just cruising in, but I had to hit that optimum speed.
0: There so like
2: are. like a, an A380 taking off, mm. you can't just go zip. And then take off. Yeah. You need that nice approach without being too long, but conserving enough energy to do it time and time, time and time, time and time, yeah. time again.
1: How how wrecked are you after a spell? Like it obviously is tiring, and mm. it's easy to like look at it and be like, to know. Well, I think it's easy to look at it and not truly understand how tiring it is. Again, from the work we were doing the other day, which. Was nothing like a spell of bowling. I found myself blowing like a few <laughs> times, being like, oh my God, this it's is. All,
2: it's all relative to what you're used to, but it's hard work. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't care what anyone says. Fast bowling is the hardest part of cricket, it's the most sort of physical part of cricket. Mm. Yes, it's hard being a batsman and scoring a double hundred or whatever, and that's mentally and physically draining, but bowling, every single day I was literally hitting 100%. So I wasn't running in flat stick, but the effort at the crease. Mm. You know, you hear counter rotation, hyper extension in layman's terms, twisting and turning. It's taxing on the body. Mm. But I was every single ball I was maximum effort. like
1: also a batter can get out first ball
0: exactly and the job's right. done. Exactly. You right. can't get out bowling. Oh, you, unless, unless you rip your hammy off. Well, That's right. Sure. But you so you know, your spells would often be in the one fifties. Consistently, yeah. That's so what like I wanted. You were just, you were just getting in there and ripping in ball after I ball. Had to. That was my over job. Over after over,
2: day after day. And the hardest thing is, is it's the expectation. Then, if you hit one fifty, you kind of sit in that little comfortable pocket at one forty, and you know I've unfortunately f- sometimes felt in, not I should say, fallen into. The commentary, is sort of what people are saying around the world now, one hundred thirty-five, one forty, good pace. It's not good pace, <laughs> with, all, with all due respect. It's not quick. One hundred forty-five is getting quick. One fifty is good pace, and yeah. then obviously to get to one sixty is like that's just rare. Where's the only reason why I think three or four people have only ever hit one sixty, which I'm fortunate I've done it. But to bowl one fifty is so taxing on the body. Mm.
1: But it's Ridiculous. the best. It's great to watch. That's for damn sure. I can't imagine. Is
0: the it, it hurts. How does it feel out of the hand when you're bowling 150 like is it is it sort of empowering? It is yeah <laughs> if, if you like want like to if man. you want to boost the ego yeah. and you want to
2: feel on top of your game, yeah, to bowl 150s it's it's as close to you know you might see you know soccer players or football players taking that perfect kick and curling one in the top left hand corner. that's when they're on their best, that's when they feel great and they nail yeah. the ball. Um, or that big punt in um, NFL, whatever it might be, bowling, to bowl 150Ks plus, it, it feels pretty special because it's hard to do.
0: Yeah, What's it like seeing fear in a man's eyes? And Great. stumps explode behind them. Love <laughs> it. you got to love it. It's that, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That white line fever, but it's,
2: you know, that that's what makes a good fast. You have to have that element of, you know, you see, and you watch Dale Steyn and... You see the crazy eyes and, you know, its I know it's going through his head. He wants to take wickets. He wants to scare the tripe out of him. Mm. But you do it in a sense where, like, I hated people getting injured. I want to make that very clear. I, w- I hate the sight of blood and I've, unfortunately, you know, I've seen guys get badly injured in cricket and mm. I've been a part of that. I don't, I don't like seeing that. But in the context of what you're trying to achieve and it's, I've got no issue with bowlers intimidating batsmen on the provision they're trying to get their wicket. Yeah. Um, not just trying to hurt them we well, don't want to hurt them you like but if they're standing in the way of the stumps you know <laughs> if they oh, need oh, a good oh. softening up yeah. then it well, is what it is if you you know we should have we should have um tapped in Pierce Morgan and had a chat to him on the way as well <laughs> 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 no but like you know we've obviously seen um you know i i've probably hit about 250 people in the head over the years you know and yeah. I was over playing in a junior Australian competition in Zimbabwe and me and Ashley for he played a couple of games for Australia, one-day cricket. We broke about 18 helmets on that tour. and They had to start using our helmets. Oh, really? They really? Yeah, but you've only got to pin them once and then that scares them and then you get their wicket, hopefully.
1: I was just... Like, why when a helmet gets absolutely, like, smoked? I thought a helmet would be more resilient than, than, like, one ball. You know what I mean? Like, I know that it's... Uh, the impact is is intense, and it's even mm. like I just would have thought that a helmet was a little more resilient than one ball, and now I need a freshie.
2: Yeah, well, but back, it seems like they're not back in the day, and it's all relative to what you're used to now as well. Like mm. I used to wear one pair of shoes the whole season. Then when you get sponsored and you got the luxury of having a, a fresh, brand new pair of shoes on. I went through 66 pairs of shoes one season. You get a
1: taste for the fresh wheels, I get it.
2: I love the fresh wheels, you know. <laughs> like you get them on and and they feel tighter. And I had to have my my boots super tight. I had long spikes in my left shoe. So my left shoe was like, literally like... Um, I was muggers. like slightly... Oh, they were different lengths. Left, long spikes and I had them made on, on a lathe. Um, What's a lathe?
0: You know, right, like a wood lathe spins like. Yeah, like mm. a. Oh
2: right. Made okay. by it was made by um um Joey Dawes, a former, shield creator for Queensland. He he went into the sort of the, the footwear business, and uh, yeah, he, ma- he made some long spikes up for me. Now, hazardous if you if you spike yourself or trip. Yeah, but running and trying to bowl one hundred and fifty ks every ball. And the power that goes through your front foot. So most bowls are twice their body weight. I was 16 times my body weight. What? So my wow. foot. 16 yeah, times. Yeah, and I'd slam it down. Yeah. I was about 88 kilos, 90 kilos max when I was playing. Mm. So 16 times that's a lot of 16 weight. 16
1: times.
2: And then, so that's why I've had six ankle operations. That is why. That's but exactly my foot why. stops dead still. If it slid, I'd lose 20 k's of pace. Right. So my right foot I'd never blow out But the pressure and the power going through in my left foot Which is why I'd explode the shoes Almost every game oh. Would the
0: physios advise against you Having yeah. longer spikes for that yep. reason? Yep They said you shouldn't be wearing that It's not good for you, your ankle I said, for I, I, said,
2: I said here there's bowling 120k sweatband <laughs> swingers <laughs> <laughs> it Doesn't excite me I said I'd rather be injured Yeah, yeah.
1: So that so that extra length in the spike is what allowed you yeah. to...
2: And you know who loved it? The great SK Warren. Oh, yeah? Because my follow-through would be ripping up the turf on oh, a good length. Yeah, of yeah, course. he said, yeah, say, Bing, I reckon you should come around the wicket as a right-hander. <laughs> I'm like, nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Big summer of cricket ahead, punters and dribbles. We're all very excited about it. If you're not, then turn it off right now. We're joined by... The one and only Brett Binger Lee, now Binger.
0: Do you get back to India much? Yeah. You've obviously had, um, you know, you've obviously become quite big over there over the years. A bit of a, of our great exports into India, I would <laughs> suggest. Thanks, mate. Um, you've done some Bollywood work in the past. Do you want to elaborate on that for us? An indian yeah
2: i i did a that was actually an australian film with bollywood flavour so okay. designed for that market so you're right yep. when you said it was a bollywood film which it essentially was uh, that was done in 2015 and i'd been working with a gentleman called anupam sharma who i did commercials with he's australian indian heritage um, gentleman lovely fella and he's done a lot of stuff with australian film awards and everything and you know, from 2000 onwards, we've been doing commercials, and he said, One day I want to get you in a feature film. I'm like, Yeah, okay. You know, like, sure. Of course well, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. And he said, I've got a uh, a film for you, and I want you to be in. I said, Yep. And I thought, White's on, little cameo roll, go across the screen, catch you later, I'll see you next week, type of thing. <laughs> but didn't realize it was going to be a proper three and a half month filming, and I was a lead actor. <laughs> I was like, Wow. <laughs> So, and I took it on and that was, uh, I'm glad I did it. I got ribbed from my teammates, but it was fun.
1: I bet, I bet they did though, right? Like you can do anything slightly out of the ordinary and your mates are going to hang
2: shit on you, aren't they? Like that's almost what's the beauty of it. That's the Australian culture as well though. And that's why we love being here because, you know, you get brought back down to earth pretty quickly. And that's, you know, that was something I learned from my parents is that always, don't think you're better than someone else either. So there's always that mindset but there's always a, the mindset that I thought too was like, well, I'm just not a fast bowler either. you know I want to try the things I want to try new things and new challenges, and mm. this was a whole, a whole new challenge. so to film for three and a half months and you know do a do a feature film was was
1: amazing. How did you find the moments where you have to like really act like the in terms of like you know
2: scenes that are a bit more like maybe emotionally involved? Mm. yeah, good question uh tough, yeah. I thought the 140 pages of dialogue would be the toughest and the acting would be the easiest mm. to remember the lot. But we, we were doing four pages of dialogue a day, which isn't too bad, but it's still... And it wasn't memorised the script word for word. You could ad a lot and you could, you know, be in, be in the moment. Yep. And I thought when you walk on set on day one, it's the opening scene. And then when you finish in three and a half months, it's the the last scene. Yeah, it's not the case. All
1: out of sequence.
2: And my respect for actors, and I I used to call them actors and actresses. Now they're just actors, right? Mm. Is top shelf. They are they are geniuses. They are so good mm. because you got to get yourself in that emotional state, and you know, sports always about trying and take the emotion out of it. Whereas acting, you try to get the emotion into it. Mm. So I was playing a different role there. Bizarre, right? And I, because I was in this romantic comedy, there was a, there was a, a couple of awkward scenes and <laughs> a bit of kissing kissing scenes and yeah, stuff. Right. So I sat down with my wife, and I said, "This is the script." This is what. she goes, "Go for it! It's a great opportunity." Yeah. And then I wanted to warm in and get to know my leading or my lead actor, and uh, she was lovely. It's Mr Chatterjee and she's done a lot of work through India. Did a, a film out of England called Brick Lane as well, which she was massive in. And then day two of my acting career, here I am, it's a kissing scene. <laughs> I'm like, this is awkward.
1: Yeah, I bet. How but she
2: t- was funny. She was like, did you bring your Chewy? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many
0: takes have you got to do?
2: Well, that was trying to do it one Quickly. take. Yeah. I to yeah, No, nah, it but it's... it's it's a team that you're working with it's the environment it's it's people make you feel comfortable so mm. you know you just look at it as part of part of the job and you know it it was a very it was a tough three and a half months because there's so much every day it was all day every day locations yeah and there's a lot of downtime because you know it's like cut different camera angles different light you know look around here and the different lighting and stuff and you get used to the cameras and everything but it's just it's waiting and waiting and wait, and then you have to be on. And so when I'd walk in because my actor was called Will, you know, and I had to be Will. So even at lunch they'd be calling me Will. <laughs> really? You know, I'd be wearing Will's watch and I, was, I wasn't Brett, I was Will. Yeah, so never. it's
0: like a, what they call it, method, ac- method, method acting. Method acting,
1: yeah, yeah, that's what it is.
0: What's the greatest win in terms of a celebration afterwards that you were part of? We, oh, we've had a few good ones. <laughs> I
2: remember one of our first, well, one of my first, um, it was my first test season. It was 2000, uh, the Sydney Creek Round. So, played Boxing Day test, my first game. Second match, uh, I was at the SCG for the last game of the the series against India. And it was funny because I got, you know, you only get given one baggy green cap now. And that was from Alan Border. You know, they used to hand them out like they were, Floppy hats, really? Yeah, and now when you see, you know, I'm what am I one number one forty in one day cricket? So you'll see the the yellow cap with one forty on the side, which is my number. Um, you get two or three of them, a you know, a series, right. yes, and they're still very, very important. And as equally as important, if you don't get the chance to play, and wear the baggy and cap in Test cricket, but that used to be the same. They used to throw them in the bottom of your kit bag in the sixties and seventies, and even you know, Bradman's era. They'd get several. Baggy green caps. There you go. Because they were just a. a f- it's just a felt cap. Yeah,
0: but it's not just a felt. And it's it's the fabric cap. of Australia. Correct. And y- yeah, merino wool from Australian. Well, yeah, hair, you know right. exactly right. Uh, <laughs> I should know what color
2: color palette it is, but I don't. Um, <laughs> green, but green exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. That became then through Alan Border, you you get given one cap. So So that was his thing. It was like, he he brought that in as like, this is the thing. Prestigious, you know, you actually were playing for this cap. Right. Even though it's just a felt cap, it's got the Australian emblem on it. And you know why we've got a a kangaroo and an emu on the emblem? I do. Do
1: you know Edward? Uh, I believe. I believe I know it.
0: It's like, wasn't it the early coat of arms? Mm-hmm. something like that but what, like but pre-federation why are, they, no, but why are those what, two why are they, two oh, because they don't. There. because they can't walk backwards there you very go. good which is walk. great
2: so Love it's that. great and, and to learn that and to understand that the Australian culture is to keep moving forward and that never say die attitude and that was our belief that's that's the way that we played sport um, but to have that baggy green cap so I got given my first baggy green in 1999 in Melbourne the next very next game, so it's my second test. I get given another baggy green for the centennial test. So we got a one-off baggy oh. green, like a skull cap, like they used to wear in the fifties and sixties. Really? So I've played two tests and got two baggy, two baggy greens. greens. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sure season. how many players have done that. No, well, any? You know? Like, so
1: there's, were they the same, like looking, but just with like a little bit more, bit tighter to it? Oh, they're a yeah. bit tighter.
2: Um. Gilly made made fun of himself because he reckons it made his ears look bigger.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, li- there's a little less sort of <laughs> but if it's, tied it's tired, out over. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's
2: like it's like wearing a you know like a swimming cap <laughs> with an emblem on the top. But um, that sort of Sydney test that was a really really good celebration. And at the Sydney Cricket Ground, a lot of people don't know. Mm. And giving away a little bit of inside knowledge here that mm. in a sanctum where we feel comfortable where there is no press and we can relax and just speak honestly and openly. Uh, after the test win at the SCG, the tradition is you'll get a cricket bat and go on the floor, three taps, and then a few minutes later you'll hear someone from downstairs, which is a cellar, which means come downstairs to the cellar. So you walk down underneath the change rooms of um, the Australian players, opposite where that um, you know the, where the race is there and there's yeah. like a little – Yep. garage yep. door, yep. you walk under there and you walk inside and there's this, it's only about this big, so we reckon it's Justin Langer's house because <laughs> he fits in beautifully. <laughs> and there's a door that's been signed by every Test cricketer, I think since the 1950s, that's in Whoa. there. Oh, Probably shouldn't be saying too much about this, but... Uh, that is And it's sick. a cellar. So beers and wine and you get down there and have a chat with some of the ground staff and have a cold beer with them and... Really? And that's... And I thought, how good is this Test cricket stuff? And that tradition, is. knowing that, you know, the likes of Bradman have done it, you know, and the heroes yeah. and Allen Borders and all the Murfews and, you know, the That's incredible. The I've
1: just, I've actually never heard that ever. Like, you know, so you hear some stories like, and again, because that's such a, like a, that's such an awesome one. So you, so you bang the bat, is that to like, let them know, like, we're ready to come down? Yeah. And then they're like, we are thirsty. Th- <laughs> We are thirsty. <laughs> Come on down, you know. Let's That's go, and then stuff. and
2: then it's and then I had a pinch. That was a pinch myself moment. Yeah. Where I'm thinking, I'm looking around, thinking I've got Stephen Mark War, Ricky Ponning, Damien Martin, Justin Langer, Adam Gilchrist, Shane Warne, Glenn McGrath. Jeez, and Not here I outside. am. What am I doing? I'm a guy from Mount Warrigal, and here I am in the, in the secret cellar. With my heroes I've watched on TV growing up and I'm now a teammate. It's, it's weird. That's incredible. It's great, but it's, it's it's still weird. Now, we have been doing a bit of work with Maccas over the summer. I don't know how much we can
1: and can't reveal, but Maccas Classics has been on the agenda and we were just interested to hear from you. You've played a lot of test matches, you've part of a lot of successful teams – What's your what's like the catch you reckon that you've you've been there to witness your Mac, your macker's classic?
2: Look, I've been fortunate to see so many mackers classics over the years. I would have to say Glenn McGrath's catch at Adelaide Oval against the Poms, two thousand two, was the best because he should not have caught that. He had no <laughs> fluke, right. You he had a no, oh, fluke, <laughs> mate. He had no right to catch that. Yeah, it was insane, wasn't it? Like you could literally. Throw a ball to Glenn and he would drop it now. (laughs) (laughs) You could give him a cricket bat and he'll miss every single ball when he bats. But you put him in the field, he'll take like absolute classics.
1: Scream, like that was. Screamers.
2: Or he would bat left handed in the nets with no pads on, with a stump left handed and not miss a ball. Are you serious? And Steve Wall once said, mate, you are a genuine left hander. (laughs) And then Mark Wall said, why don't you go out and bat left-handed with a stump <laughs> he goes he goes, mate you can't do any worse you're averaging two in test cricket you Nick one through slips you double your average <laughs> mate, he, he, he hits it with a stump left-handed Isn't and then he, he goes out and misses the ball with you know with a, a full blown blown bat
1: that catch was but absurd. that catch was amazing But, but because like he, like you'd be shocked if the best fielders in the team made yeah. that catch.
0: what's well, the diving forward diving forward is like is a wig out as a human? You like, and you guys is- have done it and
2: done it very, very well. I might add, it's tough because catching is not about getting your hand around the ball. That's that's the end result. What you're trying to achieve. It's firstly the awareness of where the ball is, then trying to work out the mathematical equation of the reverse parabola of the ball falling. Mm. Of how many, how much yardage you have to make. Trigonometry, complex and trigonometry. Yeah, exactly. Like the Pythagoras theorem, right? All That's that. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pythagoras the hypotenuse. Don't in we the sound intelligent? <laughs> um, but then diving at that, it's it's all about timing. You dive at that right time. Yeah. So to take a catch, and it's the best feeling in the world that when you nail a catch mm. that you're not meant to get to. Now, look, he was out of position. It should have been a simple catch, <laughs> but he threw some mail on it for us. Big time. Big time. We're talking to Fox
1: Crickets Brett Lee. You ever heard of him? I bet you have. Uh now
2: Binger. Obviously you've got the beer as well. Mm-hmm. Sydney Sydney beer. Sydney beer. Sydney beer co, yeah. Which is going very well actually. I have been involved now for about 14 months. Yeah. Um co-owner of the beer and we're in three fifty go venues. three fifties yeah. around uh venues around Sydney. It's uh
1: 50 around Sydney, yeah. So all through Maryvale, Uh yep.
2: Jackson on George is back in the game. Nice. So three levels of them, but shout out to Jacksons on. Yeah, them. Maryvale have been really good for us. Um, Catalinas and you know we're in Icebergs, so we're in all the big the big venues. Are you at the SCG? At the SCG, love that Sydney Football Stadium. And our vision is to so we're exporting to China and Malaysia. Yep. Albanese very kindly enough got a photo in. In China recently on his trip, holding up a uh, six pack. Did he? He did. Good from Albo. Yeah. Good from Albo. Very good from him. Because uh, Ruddy's he's a member at the Miracle Tennis Club, and yes. we've got beer on tap there.
0: I actually heard him the other day talking about his tennis. Yeah. He was on the radio,
2: he, he's a very good tennis player. I was his tennis partner for ages. Were, were you really? Yeah.
0: He's a good player. Yeah. Good he, player. he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't say he was a good player, but I could sort of tell. By the way, no, he was he's answering quick. questions. He was. He's right. lost a lot of weight too, so he's a bit bit quicker now around the
2: court. These are bit straight from our uh, cool room. Jeez, Cheers, lads. Thanks,
0: on? mate. See ya.
2: So yeah, this is our premium. This is our hero brand, four point five percent premium lager. That's
1: delicious. No
2: preservatives and very good. We've got our second skew out now, which is our three point five percent mid strength. So we're on.
1: That's fantastic. In draft,
2: so in keg and that, and we're bringing out the bottles. So bottles and cans with a four point five and on yep. on tap as well. So how'd you fall into this? met the two founders it's been going since 2016 met the two founders in 2019 i've always had beer on tap at home oh nice nice so you know my wife loves interior design decorating and she takes care of all the internals of the house and Mm. i take care of the pizza oven and the the beer on tap yeah
1: that's almost like the dream when you're younger it's like you know what am i going to have in my house it's like i'm gonna have beers on tap a pizza oven (laughs) have you got like a home theater Surely, come yeah. on. what else are you
2: going <laughs> Well, you've got to enjoy life. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Like, you know, you, and the thing is, you, but you work your ass off in every aspect to, to get the finer things in life and you got to yeah. enjoy it, right? Absolutely. Couldn't agree um, more. So, I, I think about the days where in Adelaide, that second day of the, the test and your body's screaming and it's that's pain for itself now because you, you've you earned it. But yeah. You're never better than anyone else. You never like get appreciated and, and mm. Respect things, but, um, no, nah, so, yeah, try the beer. My favourite tasting lager I've ever had. It's,
1: it's honestly really nice. It's good. It's really nice. And thank you for it's bringing really a few more that we'll uh, Well, there's
0: plenty more where we'll that came get from. Punishing I, like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big lager guy as well, yeah. so, you know, it works. Well, it's people that try works. it love it. So it's that old saying, beer in hand, and,
2: look, we're, we're really proud of it. They wanted to get me in as an ambassador, and I thought, no, nah, if I'm going to get involved here, I want to have some skin in the game. And yeah. You know, got myself into, you know, ownership, equity stake and um I love it. I just I I, I love going into and we we'd like to walk in different venues now and say this is us, this is what we're doing. Mm. Give us a shot because we're not trying to compete with the big brands like, you know, the two, um, you know, Lion Nathan, C U B they hold. I didn't really you gotta upskill yourself very quickly. I didn't I didn't realise that when you walk into a pub, if there are ten taps, nine taps on general, a uh, contracted taps, mm. Mm. and one tap is left for like the little independence called a swinging tap, and that's us. So we're fighting for that one tap per sort of ten taps, if that yeah. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And we have got to find a way to activate and pull b- more beer through taps, which we which we can do.
1: It sounds like you're doing well. Two hundred uh, or something was it? Three fifty venues. 350?
2: Yeah, and we've got. Uh, I tell you, it's come it's on now. A lot board of swing now. taps. That is. We've got Matt Nable, the actor. Yeah, Matty, Matty Naves, Naves. Yes. So he's, a, he's a ripper. So he's former Bokes before he started his acting career and writing career. Yeah. yeah. So he's always been, his dream is to always uh, voice over, because he's a voice of Fox as well. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's got fantastic. a great fucking voice.
1: Matty Nable's Fox uh, rag, Fox League. Yeah. Up, so.
2: And his dream was to voice a beer ad. Oh, really? So he's putting together now some different ideas. We've got a whole marketing team and a CEO and a,
0: a GM now and – it's fun. Oh, good. Jesus. So it's, it's coming along.
2: Fox
1: Cricket have got their sort of season launch this Friday, yep. December 1. Where's that taking place? Parramatta?
2: It is. Yep. And we've got a lovely lunch on afterwards. Look, working and having the opportunity firstly to work at Fox is incredible. Yep. Because, and I wouldn't say this to Patrick Delaney, you'll probably watch this, but... Uh getting paid to do something that you love and to be with your your old teammates and talk about the game that we all love is just it's a joke mm. it's so good yeah and it's that environment where you can you actually can speak and and speak your mind and actually say what is really going on mm. when you're contracted to cricket Australia you know I can press play and have a thousand standard function answers yep you know we've lost the game you get up on the stage and they ask you or you know, um, Fox or Channel Nine back then will ask you about thoughts on the game. And what I wanted to say was, well, we lost the game, but actually that call for the umpire costs us. You know, we yes. we we know it wasn't out. You gave it out. It cost us a match. I know he's human, but that happens. Yeah. If I said that, I'm gone. I missed Mate. two or three games. Whereas now we can say that's a, it's a shocking call for the umpire. Yes he's still doing or she's doing or he's doing her job his job, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, but you can call it out. Yeah. It, it's the, it's that the pub test. And the freedom to actually speak honestly. To express yourself, yeah, because yeah, that, that's our, you know, we're actually getting paid to express our views. And obviously there's, you know, you swim between the flags, but mm. you can, you got a lot more rain as to what you can say. Whereas I think back when you're playing, you're almost a robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, hard. You can that's, why, that's why podcasts like this are great. You exactly can, right. Awesome. Well, mate, thank you Great very much hear. for coming on. Thank you for letting us try the beer. No, I'll leave them for next time. Yes, appreciate that,
1: and um, we'll uh, we'll see you around for the summer. I'm sure we'll bump into some point. Good on you,
2: mate. Love the podcast.
1: Thanks, Thanks for having much. me on. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Legend.